this is lady tiffany ma and this is these walls within i hope you guys are having a lovely thursday my thursday is weird i ain't gonna go into details about my thursday but the last time y'all heard me on here um there's no update in the situation involving me and i don't care um at this point i already said that you know at this point i don't i don't care i don't give Two shades. But, um, you know, It is what it is. Let's just say that. But I woke up today. It was kind of weird. Um, I don't know if y'all know what's going on right now. What? How do I know right back at Barney's? I meant to go to my own personal page. Um, But yeah, today was kind of weird. The beginning of this year is kind of weird. I don't know if y'all know this, but it was a cyclone in L.A. popping off. Okay, so I guess it's the weather system that man was talking about. Because at first I was like, well, I don't see the weather system happening. But because you don't see, it doesn't mean it's not happening. And I'm not going to lie, the last few days, uh, it's been raining. And I think it was a tornadic system that was going through Georgia. Honey, it knocked the power off for like a second. Y'all know the power goes out here very easily. I don't know why. It's just so easy for the power to go out. That's just how it is here. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, I will say everything is pretty decent. Everything is pretty good. Personally. So, yeah, uh, with that being said, let's get things popping. Let's get things started. I'm trying to look and see what's going on right now. So, I looked, I saw this. On the Neighborhood Talk. Basically, they're saying that T.I. and Tiny are suing MGA Entertainment for allegedly copying their former girl group, OMG Girls. With that LOL surprise, OMG Dolls. Y'all know who the OMG Girls are. Let me refresh in your memory. Back in the day when T.I. was in jail, Tiny formed a group with her daughter and three other girls. At first, it was four girls or it was other girls that were in the group. Because what one of the girls that used to be in the group was Regine. I don't know what happened with Regine. I don't know why Regine was not part of the group or anything like that. Um, I have my suspicions 
<laughs> but you know, we ain't gonna go into details about that because I'll talk about that um, in my Patreon. Just in case you guys don't know, my Patreon is called Tiffany Theories, and on my Patreon, I talk about you know, I go deeper into what is going on and what you're looking at. I know, um, you know, it's just gonna, I'm just gonna talk to you about what's black and white because I'm gonna tell you, people 40 and slip all the time. We talk about 40 and slip all the time on here. People, people 40 and slip a lot, okay? And I, um, you know, that's what we use. We use what people are giving us. We, we we don't go and make speculations and we don't know the real true tea. Anyway, um, Tiny's daughter, Zonique, was part of a group called OMG. And if you look at the dolls and you look at Zonique and other girls in OMG, and the funny part about it is that the dolls called OMG LOL. So T.I. and Tiny are suing and um T.I. and Tiny are suing because of this. Ooh, five, five, five on a dot. I'm getting them all today. I got two, two, two earlier. So T.I. and Tiny are suing um, OMG LOL dolls for copying the brand of OMG. Um, So you would think that since they were business people, they would probably have already copyrighted omg girls but i guess they didn't i'm not quite sure but yeah um now we got a new case where people are, are taking what's ours and making it theirs again but i feel like they should have copyrighted and she did a whole lot of other stuff and i will be showing this on my live tomorrow i did not have no energy today i don't know why but um yeah we will um, talk about this more. Um, and the funny part is that it's brought up is that, you know, the OMG girls was on the, uh, the Millennium Tour. Not Millennium Tour, the Scream Tour. They brought back the Scream Tour in 2010 because the same people they got B2K together were the same people that got Mindless Behavior together. So I think they thought that Mindless Behavior was going to be a phenomenon. And this is not a jab at Mindless Behavior. Because um, they were only children. But, you know, they also was part of, you know, the Scream Tour, too. You know, when they start bringing back, when they brought back the Scream Tour, because the Scream Tour had ended, like, once all the guys that we grew up with grew up and became adults, and once we all grew up and became adults and we all started gaining responsibility, um, they tried to do it with the generation after us, and it didn't really quite land. So, um, once again, y'all see the entertainment industry being the entertainment industry. Taking ideas that's not theirs. Um, next story I want to talk about um, that I'll be going deeper into. Oh my god, why are all the sounds in my videos right now? The next story I kind of want to talk about. Is there any other story I want to talk about right now? I'm gonna say this. Okay, yes. I ha- I don't know why I'm not gonna bring this up, but let me talk about this real quick. First of all, Julia Fox. Um, I forgot to put it out there that Julia Fox should have been left in 2022. Um, 
you can stay modeling girl, but you need to keep your ass in 2022, okay? You were just uh, somebody Kanye West was getting Kim Kardashian back with. And I feel like in that perspective of things, Kanye West won that war when it came to picking the baddest. He found the baddest. and But with her, she fell flat with Pete. Davidson, and she knows she fell flat with Pete Davidson, but putting it out there that Pete Davidson had a big penis, okay. That was overkill. But she came out and she said that um, Drake took her on one of the best celebrities dates she's ever been on, and she flew on a private jet, cuddled on the jet, and landed and got some Chanel bags. So, girl, you bad. But we still need to leave your ass in 2022. You know, she got an Maids bag out of Kanye West. Mm-hmm. So you must be real bad. I mean, you know. I wonder if Drake still have Hermes bags. Y'all know, y'all remember there was a rumor that Drake uh, used to collect Hermes bags for his future wife. So when she married him, um, she already have a closet full of Hermes bags. Well, uh, Drake, I'm in love with the bag that, um, you know, I'm just saying if you want to come over here and swing my way, you know, some people think I'm cute. You might think I'm cute, too. Even though I heard you like the, uh, the white side of things. So, I like you don't because your baby mom is white. Um, you might want some, you know, okay. Toffee. And there. Yeah. Not quite chocolate, but you know, I'm there. I'm black. You know, just a little light skinned. You know? <laughs> if you want to impress me, you want to get with me, you know, you want to make me happy and give me a jet, uh, my choice is a lady or Dior bag. I don't know if you guys been looking at my Instagram, which is lady underscore Tiffany Ma. I have been obsessing over Lady Dior bags for the past. I don't know what happened on New Year's Eve. Okay, this is what happened. I was watching this YouTuber. I love this YouTuber. Her name is Gina Janine. Okay. Y'all go check her out. Very beautiful lady. Okay. And she was showing um, her collection of bags that she had. She was, it wasn't recent, it wasn't recent, it's not new, it was something she did a year ago, okay? So I didn't watch all her videos from a year ago. Um, I think I started watching her a year ago, a year or two ago. And I was watching her video where she was talking about her collection of bags that rounded up to $30,000 in purchases. And one of the bags, that two of the bags she had was a Lady Dior bag, okay? I didn't think nothing about the Lady Dior bag. But the thing was, it was, was the, it was the fact that it was in multiple colors, okay? So I'm sitting here looking at the Lady Dior bag. And y'all know, once you start looking up stuff on the internet, the internet starts posting it more and more and more. So I'm looking at the Lady Dior bag. Next thing you know, somebody done told me they got Lady Dior, you know, a new lady or bag rounds up to probably like I'm gonna say five thousand to seven thousand a piece. Okay, I've been watching videos with lady yours in it, I've been looking at pictures of people with lady Dior's in it, I've been looking up pictures of lady Dior's. I done put that on my 2023 vision board with lady yours. Okay, I am obsessed with lady Dior bags. 
Little did I know that the reason they named the bag Lady Dior was because of Princess Diana. I know people are like, oh, well, you like the bag because of Princess Diana. Yes, I do love Princess Diana. Don't get it twisted. And I do love her red-headed son who is married to Meghan Markle. But um, I did not know Lady Dior. First and foremost, the bag was created in 1995. This is not a podcast about Lady Dior. But I'm so obsessed with this freaking bag. I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, my God. I've never been obsessed with high, like high fashion like that. That's not me. My The high fashion I like was baby fat back in the day, okay? And I'm trying to get me some fashion over. And then I turn around and all of a sudden, my, one of my favorite YouTubers has a Lady Dior bag. She has one in green and one in white. And I lost my mind because it's the cutest little bag I've ever seen in my heavenly life, okay? Like, Jesus help me. I don't know what to do. I'm in love with the bad lady Dior. And it makes sense that it was a Princess Diana staple. I was watching this blogger and she was in freaking London. And when she was in London, I guess Dior has like this, like they have a pop-up shop at uh, Harrods Hotel. Honey, the food that she was eating, it was classy. I guess this is me being in my phase of I know I need, I want what's best for me and it's time for me to start getting it for myself. But, girl, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like, I guess this is me like leveling up and realizing like, yes, I'm, I'm not saying that you should spend a bunch of money on, on, on labels, but it doesn't hurt to splurge a little on labels. Just a little when you have it. Like $5,000 should be a dent in your bank account. Should be a dent in your bank account. Okay? And just, you know, $5,000 is, you know, that's how much you pay for rent, boo. So I have been obsessing over this Lady Dior bag. I don't know what to do. I'm losing my freaking mind, okay? I've never been obsessed. The last time I looked at somebody who was obsessed with was Orion. Orion be having his cameras in, but he is so fine. And then all of a sudden, Mario want to sit up here with his flawless skin, too. All the dudes I grew up listening to, music and stuff, are fine as hell. Okay? I was obsessing over them, and then you pop this lady Dior in front of me, and then it's in pink. Oh, Christian Dior though. I want a Lady Dior and puff leather and animal print. They have animal print but it's clothy. I want to see it. I want to see it in animal print. Okay. Puff leather real leather animal print we want to customize this bag and I want this customized bag I don't want the little letter saying Dior I want it saying lady because that's 
My name is no way in the world. My name is Lady, and I don't have a Lady Dior bag. But until then, we're looking at uh, knockoffs. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so obsessed. The last time I was obsessed with an, with, with an expensive brand was Burberry. You know I'm a B2K fan if I was obsessed with Burberry. I remember telling my mom I want a Burberry skirt. Okay? My mom's a Virgo like me, so Virgos have ways of making a point. She took me to uh, Lenox Mall. We went all the way down to the part of Lenox Mall where nobody was at, which is basically the area where nobody can afford to be here. I went down there, we looked for Burberry, we priced Burberry, and I was like, oh my God, I wanted a Burberry skirt because I want to look like the fifth member of B2K, all right? I want my hat tilted to the side like Raz, and I wanted some Burberry, I wore a Burberry skirt, and I was gonna have a turtleneck top. That was the first brand I fell in love with. Said baby fat, baby fat was my brand, but baby fat was affordable. But Burberry, I was on some European stuff. Now I'm obsessed with the Lady Your Bag. But guess who responsibility it is for me to get a Lady Your Bag? My. So, uh, my goal is to get me a Lady Dior bag this year for my birthday. I want to purchase me a Lady Dior bag. You know how much money I got to make in order to afford $5,000 to be dropping a bucket? That's my goal, a Lady Dior bag, 2023. You know, we, we made stuff... We made physical stuff happen, you know. I met Amorian and didn't think I would ever meet Amorian in my life. I'm humbly saying that. I never thought I would meet Amorian after my fallout with his bandmate the year before. But since things are happening like that and I'm getting to meet people twice in a month, I know I can manifest Lady Dior. I know I can also manifest more followers and more listeners. So if you do know somebody that would be interested in my podcast and love to listen to my podcast as we deal with the weird and the secrets and the hidden and stuff like that, come, come to These My Walls Are Thin. I'm your host, Lady Tiffany Ma, and I hope you guys enjoy my podcast. Because <sighs> one way I can get the lady you are if y'all listen to me more, if y'all stream me more, that's one way I can get it. You know, it, it doesn't cost you to listen to my podcast. It's free. Pinky promise. Um, with that being said, um, unfortunately, we got to go dark again. Oh, y'all going to see me talk about a lot of cases, a lot of weird murder mystery cases um, that's going on recently because there's a lot of things that's going on in this world that is just unbelievable. Um, so today I'll be talking about the um, University of Ohio of Idaho murders. But before we get into that, we got to have a word from our sponsors, you know? Listen to my podcast so I can get a lady. Lady lady for Lady Dior. Hashtag Lady for Lady Dior. And I'm back. Honey, I forgot to tell y'all because I was so busy talking about my love for 
for for Lady Dior. Um, honey, they done found Theophilus. Theophilus. Um, his cousin, as you know, we said was his name. His name is I M D J Kales. Um, they said they had found him. Um, he said, truly appreciate everyone's support in finding my cousin. It's refreshing and rewarding to have a, such a strong support system of family and friends. God bless each and every one of you all. So, I was hoping, I'm hoping it is the real Theophilus um, London. Uh, did I say his name was Theophilus London before? Lord. Because I've been saying the wrong name the whole time. I said Theophilus James, Theophilus Johnson. His name is Theophilus London. And he was the first person we talked about. And to me, I feel like this is a success story. Even though I'm just a small podcaster from Covington, Georgia, um, I love the fact, I love seeing results where somebody is found. So shout out to his family and God bless him, his family. I hope he's okay. Um, You know, like I said, I told y'all in my last podcast, I said people need mental days, okay? They need mental days with you and your problems and everything that's going on. Um, So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now... I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Y'all know there's um, several cases that's going on and there's a documentary that's going to be on Hulu. They um, were advertising it. They were advertising this documentary on Hulu on New Year's Eve. And it was about um, crimes happening on campuses. Um, and this is one of those things that has happened. Um, y'all know, I, and I, like I said, I was confused because this happened around the same time, the whole situation that happened with the young man that killed three football players. Um, so I was kind of confused. I was confused because I thought this was what's happening, but that's not what happened. So, you know, today we're going to be talking about the University of Ohio, of, of Idaho murders. Sit back and relax and get you some drinks and snacks. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I don't know if y'all can stomach a snack, but you might be able to eat a drink or two. This case is crazy and it's bananas. And the only reason I knew about it was because of TMZ. I follow TMZ. And I did not know anything about this situation. And the more they talk about it, the more I'm, it makes my ears perk up. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is happening? But understand, I was confused because they were both in the Midwest. They both involved college students being murdered. Um, so please excuse me for that. And I'm also going to talk about that situation as well with the three football players that were murdered. I'm going to talk about that too. Um, we're going to talk about this though. I'm going to do my murder cases. I'm going to do my murder cases and my mystery cases all spread it out. Um, because it takes a mental toll on you when you have to talk about things like this. It's depressing and it's sad. Um, it's not something you can sit up there and you have to decompress. And that's why I took a break this year. Um, I did talk to you guys about the fun things that had happened to me this year and all the good things that happened in tabloids and stuff like that. But yeah, 
Um, so today we're going to be talking about the University of um, Idaho murders. And the first um, article, the only article probably for me, uh, will be from CBS News. Um, it says, what we know so far about the investigation into Idaho College murders. This was written January the 5th, 2023. So it's more than six weeks after four University of Ohio, Idaho students were found stabbed to death on November 13th at the home in Moscow, Idaho. A suspect was taken into custody. Brian Christopher Kohlberg, 28, was arrested in Pennsylvania in connection with the case and is being charged with four counts of murder. An investigation, an investigator said in a court documents unsealed Thursday, January the 5th, that Kohlberg, Kohlberger, I'm sorry, his name is Kohlberger, not Kohlberg. Kohlberger's DNA was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene. Brett Payne, a police corporal in Moscow, Idaho, also said in cell phones, date shows that in the months before the attack, he was in the area of the victim's home multiple times. Here's what we know so far. Oh, Lord. Stuff like this is chilling to me because can you imagine having a, a college-age child and hearing about some crazy stuff like this? Kohlberger was arrested in Pennsylvania on a fugitive from on a fugitive from justice warrant pennsylvania state police said in a statement on friday december 30th calling Kohlberger a suspect in the murders he faces four count of first degree murders and a count of felony burglary idaho officials announced okay Kohlberger was arraigned in pennsylvania in front of a district judge where bail was denied and remained to monroe county correctional facility at an extradition hearing, extradition, extradition hearing on January 3rd, he did not fight being returned to Idaho. Kohlberger arrived in Idaho on January 4th after being handed over to local authorities following a flight from Pennsylvania. He's being held at Lata County Jail. Location data from Kohlberger's cell phone show he had traveled to the area of the victim's resident at least a dozen times between late June and the night of the killings, authorities said. That's weird. Okay. Investigators haven't disclosed a possible motive or said whether they think Kohlberger knew any of the victims. Kaylee, gun club, gun calls, gun cows, gun, gone calls, Madison Mogan, Mojin. Zaina Kernado and Ethan Chapin or Chapin. Lord. And don't judge me if I say the names wrong, please. Thank you. Um, a law enforcer source told CBS News that Kohlberger was arrested at his parents' home in Albertsville, Albrightsville, Pennsylvania. Can is any name simple in this thing okay at the time of his murder at the time of his arrest sorry he was the murderer he was arrested for the murder okay Kohlberger was listed as a PhD criminology student in technology and teaching assistant at Washington State University Pullman campus which is a short drive from Moscow Idaho let me stop for a minute let 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 let's do some brain deep brain dive for a minute okay Let's have a conversation. Let, let's have a combo, an adult conversation. Okay. Because his victims, 
okay? His victims were younger than him. So I think they probably were older college students. They were younger than him, okay? To hear that he was on a totally different campus, on a totally different school, and for him to find his way to these students is weird. Like, so are you telling me Are you telling me that this person who is a criminology student, which why would you screw up your life knowing that you have a you you're fighting for a future? I will never understand. You're on a different campus, and for some strange reason, you felt the need to go and kill six other college students with bright futures, possibly, maybe. I don't know. Let's continue. On top of that, he was a teaching assistant at Washington State University Pullman campus. He completed a bachelor degree at DeSales University in 2020, then did further graduate studies at the university until June 2022, a statement from DeSales confirmed. The Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Washington State University responded to the news of the Kohlberger's arrest in separate statement, which appeared on the department homepage on the university website. It was dated December 31st, one day after the arrest in Pennsylvania. The Department of Criminal Justice and Criminology at Washington State University is aggrieved by the alleged horrendous acts of one of its graduate students. The statement reads, we are relieved that the justice will be carried out. Our hearts are with the victim's family. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out. That ain't gonna be suspicious of kids who go to school for criminality. Girl. Okay, let me tell you what my head is at right now. Let me explain to you what my head is at. I don't understand because as someone who has gone back to school I'm going back to school for psychology. I do not understand why would a PhD candidate think it was totally okay to go and murder six college students. I don't understand. I don't get what's happening. I don't know the whole story. I don't get it. What was his purpose? But let's continue to read because maybe they'll give us the answers. Okay. Monroe County Chief Public Defender Jason Labar, who represented Kohlberger for the extradition, said Kohlberger was eager to be exonerated and described him as an ordinary guy. He said Kohlberger would be represented by the Chief Public Defender in Idaho, Kootenai County, once in the state. 
Please explain to me what's an ordinary guy. You know, ordinary guys don't go around and kill six college students. Labar previously shared a statement on behalf of the suspect's parents and two sisters on New Year's Day, acknowledging the arrest and charges against him. Koberger's family said they will continue to let the legal process unfold and confirm that they have fully cooperated with the law enforcement agencies and attempt to seek the truth and promote his presumption of innocence. He also recognized the family's suffering loss. First and foremost, we care deeply for the four families who have lost their precious children. There are no words that can add can adequately express the sadness we feel, and we pray each day for them, Koberger's family said in a statement, which was obtained by CBS. Okay, so now we get into what happened the night of the crime. Okay, so maybe this will give us the information that I'm looking for. It says, um, police responded to a report of an unconscious person that they received around 11.50 a.m., 11.58 a.m. on Sunday, November 13th. Okay, I was wondering because I was like, was it Friday the 13th or something like that? Because y'all know how the number 13 works. Um, there are members of the Moscow Police Department found for University of Idaho students on the second and third floors of their home. Madison Mogen, Kaylee Gonkov, and Zaina Kernado were roommates who lived in the home while the fourth victim, Ethan Chapin, did not live there was dating Kernado. Two other, two other roommates lived in the home but were not attacked and police said that they believed that they sleep through the killings. Oh my God. So they didn't have no chance to fight at all. On Saturday night, police said that Chapin and Kernado were at a party at Sigma Chi House on the University of Idaho campus. They returned home around 1.45 a.m. on Sunday, November 13th. Mogan and Goncalves were at a bar called the Corner Club in the downtown Moscow that night. They left the bar, stopped at a food truck, and then also returned home at 1.45 a.m., police said. Investigators are confident about the accuracy of Mogan and Goncalves' report whereabouts throughout the night. Witnesses say they saw both women at the club, described as a popular nightlife spot for university students, and a video footage from the live stream confirmed that their visit to the food truck. Leaked screenshots allegedly taken from the surveillance camera and shared widely online in December appeared to show Mogan and Goncalves at the nighttime venue called the Corner Club at around 1.30 a.m. on November 13th. I feel like I already said that. Moscow police seemed to recognize the leaked image was circulating in an updated shared on December 27th. At the time, the department said it could not verify the authenticity of any media items related to the murder cases that are not released through official public records. But authorities have acknowledged that there were gaps in the timeline of Chapin and Canado's evening, the details of which are somewhat unclear. So they don't know what happened at this house while the other, the other two girls were at the club, okay? Goncalves and Mogan, they were at a nightclub and they can account for where they were at but they don't know what was going on with Chapin and Carnado. Okay. The two surviving roommates who live in the house were out separately in Moscow and returned home by 1 a.m. on November 13th. According to the police, neither of the surviving roommates were publicly identified for the week after the murder took place until the duo, Dylan and Bethany, shared a letter at a memorial service in early December. 
the time of multiple calls to the cell phone of Kaylee Goncal's ex-boyfriend played the murder sometime after 3 a.m. The coroner said the victims were likely asleep. Some had defensive wounds and each person was stabbed multiple times. There was no evidence of sexual assault, police said. An investigator said in court documents unsealed Thursday, January 5th, that a woman who lived at the house awoke to the sound of crying that night to find a masked man in black clothing who walked past her toward a sliding glass door. So, okay. Give me a minute. I'm trying to compute what's happening. Okay. So this lady walked past. He was very specific at who he was killing. So I guess that would prove um, the first degree part of the murder. Because he didn't kill the lady that walked past him. That's weird. Let's continue. Um... The unidentified housemate who was informed in the attack told authorities she opened her second floor door at around 4 a.m. after hearing the crying and then stood in frozen shock as the man, whom she didn't recognize, walked past her, the police investigator said. She then went back into her room and locked the door. You went back into your room and locked the door? She ain't sounding right. She a little suspicious too now. The investigator, Moscow, Idaho Police, Corporal Brett Payne, also said that Kohlberger DNA was found on a knife sheath at the crime scene. According to an affidavit, he wrote agents recovered trash from the Kohlberger's family resident in Albrightville, Pennsylvania, on December 27th and sent evidence to the Idaho State Lab to be tested. The next day, a DNA profile obtained from the trash compared to the DNA profile obtained from the sheath. I shouldn't be reading all this, but okay. At least 99.999998% of male population would be expected to be excluded from the possibility of being a suspect's biological father, the affidavit said. Surveillance footage captured near the home showed a white sedan, later identified as a Hyundai Elantra, drove by the home three times in the early morning hours of November 13th, returning a fourth time at 4.04 a.m., the car was next spotted on surveillance camera leaving King Road 16 minutes later at a high speed. Payne wrote the same car was later spotted on a different camera headed toward Pullman. Moscow Police Chief James Fry said on night, night on night said a 911 call was made using one of the su surviving roommates' phone, but he would not confirm the caller's identity. In a later statement, police said the 911 dispatcher spoke to multiple people, including Mortison. Funk of Funk and the people police identify as other friends before Moscow police arrive on the scene. 
just in case you don't know who the victims are, it's Madison Mogan, who is 21. Um, she was a senior, university majoring in marketing. Kaylee Goncalves, 21, a ref from Idaho. She was also a senior with a major in general studies. And the two met at sixth graders when they were best friends. Um, Kaylee's father, Steve Goncalves, told a crowd of hundreds of hundreds who attended a vigil for the slain students. Um, the other people was Zaina Carnado. She's 20 years old, a post-fall Idaho, was a marketing major and a member of the Phi Beta, of the Pi Beta Phi sorority. Ethan Chapin, a 21-year-old freshman from Mount Vernon, Washington, was a member of Sigma Chi. He majored in recreation, sport, and tourism management, according to the school. So, we have yet to establish a motive, but clearly this man came to the came to these people's houses, came to this people's house to kill these four people. He specifically wanted to kill those four people, but there was other people that stayed there. Um, so this is crazy. And he wasn't even living in the area. Like he didn't go there. He did not go to the school. So it's kind of weird. What was his motive and what was his reasoning behind doing this to these young people? Um, hopefully we'll understand. Uh, hopefully we'll find out. With that being said, um, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma and this is These Walls Are Thin. What you do in the dark will come to light and hopefully will come to light what his motives were. Um, to me, it seems like he had a psychological situation. Um, and the reason I say this is because I was watching this movie. Was I was watching this? Um, it was it's his History Channel docu a series, not docu series, a series based on things that happened. It was about anthrax and the guy that was putting anthrax in the mail, and basically, you know, they discovered that this guy had psychological issues and he had a thing for women who were part of a certain sorority. Um, so maybe that's what that was. That is, I don't quite know. Um, they say he's a normal guy. There's nothing normal about killing people. With that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and I already tell you these walls are thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. Uh, my heart and prayers goes out to, um, the family members of those who were affected about what happened. I'm deeply sorry for your loss and trauma that you had to cope with dealing with this situation. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I'm over here trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about. I don't know what I'm going to talk about because a lot of my stories, I might finish the uh, the car, car chronicles. Um specifically about Paul Walker and James Dean. Um, so I might, because I had left, I do have Jane Mansfield, but I don't know. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie.